So, Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker is out in theaters, and we saw it, and we're going to be talking about it today. And I'm actually going to start with the disclaimer. There are certain aspects of the discourse that we are not going to be participating in, because it is, after all, the discourse. And I don't really have a lot to say or add, so while I do, as always, welcome your questions and comments on the topics that we discuss on the show, there's actually a good chance if we don't talk about something, we don't have a lot to say, but you could always still ask about it later. Yeah, a lot happened in The Rise of Skywalker. A lot. It's definitely a J.J. Abrams movie. Let's talk about it on today's Project Shadow. Hello everyone, how are you doing today? My name's Charlie. You might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset. Especially if you're reading my latest book, Crucify My Love, and wondering about all the crazy weird things that I'm going to be doing, because so much is going on. I'm not alone today. Hello! Say your name. Good news, everybody! <laughs> it's, I'm Brian. My husband's here, <laughs> and we saw Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, and I think we both have a lot of feels about this movie. And we're going to talk about that today. We actually waited a couple days to record this episode to, instead of giving first impressions, to be able to kind of work through our feelings because a lot happened. Yeah, there's a lot to un unpack. Yeah, there's like, a lot. When, I mean, and when they say this, this was like, you know, one and a half or two and a half movies put into one, it really is. It is. And so there's a, there's a lot. They, they did a great job hitting the emotional notes. We'll get into that in a minute. But before we do, if you haven't already, please do take a moment to rate this podcast in whatever app you're listening to me on. It really does help out a lot. It tells the algorithms to share the podcast with more people. The more people that listen, the bigger the community. The bigger the community, the better the chance we have of actually communicating with each other, which is why I do this podcast in the first place. And by the way, I want to say thank you to everybody who got us a five-star rating on um, Apple Podcast. And I believe on Shoutcast, we now have a five-star as well. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And, uh, yeah. All right, let's get into it. <laughs> well, that was part of the part of the need for the extra couple days was just um, decompressing all the feels. You know, they, they did a very good job with feels. Like, there's moments where you know, oh, here comes the music, here comes the setup for the scene, this is going to be an emotional scene. And it's like, I, I can already tell they're trying to make me feel a certain way. And dang it, they delivered really, really well. Because even knowing, even resisting it, even going, you're not going to make me feel a way you're going to try to make me feel. No. No. On the Charlie is often over emotional scale, I cried five times. Yeah. I did. I, I there There were some wonderful moments in this. There were some not so wonderful moments in this. Like I said at the beginning, there's a lot of discourse around this movie, and I really don't feel like I have a lot to offer on that. Is it a good movie? Yes, I think it is a good movie. 
Yeah. Is it a great movie? Unfortunately, no. But not for a lot of the reasons I've heard bantied around. The only person that I think I really agree with on this is the people over at Star Wars Explained. That to make this a great movie, it needed to not have Palpatine in it. Yeah. And it needed to be tighter scripted. Yeah. Yeah, because it's... It's one of those things, thanks to Disney Plus, it really needed to be a series or, or a couple seasons of a series. We, we said it when, at least I said it on the podcast, when Mandalorian came out, this has ruined Star Wars for me because I want my Star Wars like this now. And while watching it in the theater, I was like, that should have been a 30 minute episode instead of a 10 minute part of a movie. Yeah. Yeah. I and, felt like that yeah. a lot. And there was a lot of moments where I was like, that would have made a great episode. That would have made a great episode. They could have actually added a couple extra episodes in because then we could get a little more explanation, a little more time with with some parts of it. that Because the new characters they introduced, I, yeah. I liked a lot of them. Oh, yeah. I, I liked a lot of it's them. It's just they introduced a lot of new characters. And we don't spend that much time with them. And even like we said in the in our previous podcast when we talked about bringing Palpatine in and the cults. Yeah, we got to see the cultists just at a glimpse. They're doing some cloning stuff. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, but we'll they, talk they about just, that a like, bit more it was like, in spoilers because there's a lot of discourse around that as well. Yeah. So I didn't cut the spoiler because we... No, it's, it's yeah, not. We it's, predicted it before predicted the move it. it. I, I have to say, <laughs> if you did listen to our, spo- our prediction episode... We could have spoiled a lot. Yeah. Sort of. Sort of. <laughs> Like, it really didn't play out exactly the way we were wanting, but yeah, we we, we were of, more right than we were wrong. Yeah, even on stuff we wish they wouldn't have. <laughs> yeah, so there's that. Yeah. So, normally we talk a little bit longer in the non-spoiler place. Like, if you're afraid of whether or not you should go see this movie, I think you should go see it. I think go it's see worth it. seeing. Yeah. Because it, it, it's not only that, but also being the big screen will help with all the action. And there's so much action. You, you, it's a J.J. Abrams movie. J.J. There's Abrams a movie. lot of action. Yeah. The, yeah, the movie they, kind of starts with a boom and doesn't slow down except for in a couple very poignant moments. It's all rising. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. 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 Uh, this is Barney's movie through and through. Yeah. So let's just go for it and go straight into spoilers. If you have yet to see Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker and you do not want to know anything that happened in this movie, you have been warned. Spoilers are incoming in five, four, three, two, one. I want to make probably my most controversial belief on this movie right up front. The best decision that they made, at least in this movie, that will probably be retconned in a comic or a book later, is that Jana is not Finn's sister yeah. or Lando's daughter. Yeah. Yep. Best decision <clears throat> in the movie. Because there were a couple moments where I was like, oh no, this is where we're going to find out that she's Finn's sister. And then yeah. it didn't go there. And I was like, okay, okay. And then there's a moment where they're like, oh, and here's where they reveal that she's Lando's daughter. And they didn't go there. And I, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. I did not want her to be related to anybody. I loved the message from The Last Jedi that the Force is not tied to bloodlines, that anybody could have access to the Force. And I don't agree with some people that think that making Ray a Palpatine undermines that message. 
because Finn and Maz and yeah, some of the other yeah, there's, characters. There's others. But uh, I, I didn't want but everybody to be related. it is kind of sad. Because like, we wished it would, that she would have just been another Nexus in the Force without having to be Palpatine bloodline. Like, she could just be a Nexus. But what was interesting afterwards, because you had mentioned, you know, the father, the son, and the daughter, and how actually this kind of... You know, this is probably where Story Group stepped in and helped to make this more Star Warsy than. Yeah, I, I actually realized. haven't men- mentioned that. See, okay, I haven't <laughs> talked about that on the podcast yet. Um, so what he's talk- talking about is, I-, I am kind of of two minds as to whether or not this movie has way too much going on in it, or whether or not it's secretly brilliant. If you've really been following Star Wars for a really long time, I don't know how much of it is my fanishness creating a headcanon to tie everything together. But there's a moment where we learn that, um, I'm going to call him Ben, that Ben Solo and um, Ray Palpatine are a duad in the force. Mm -hmm. And that's never explained in the movie. Yeah. And throughout all of this, I'm thinking back to the Clone Wars episode that took place on Mortis, which as I understand it, is actually where Anakin failed. That's the moment that Anakin was supposed to bring balance to the Force. He was supposed to stay with the Father, and he was supposed to be the one who would bring balance between the Dark Son and the Light Sister, the Light Daughter. And he failed. He did not go there. The Dark ends up winning. The Father dies. The Balance dies. And the Daughter, the Light Side, dies and brings Ahsoka back. Um, so that's where he failed. And there was part of me that kind of felt like what we were seeing with this duad that they were talking about is that Ben Solo is the new dark sun and Ray is the new light daughter. And this actually may puts Anakin, um, sorry, Luke Skywalker. Yeah. As the father between them. Yeah, the balance. The balance. And I, I'm i probably reading too much into it, because I can tell you 100%, JJ has, would have no idea what I was talking about <laughs> yeah. if I said that to him. <laughs> yeah, he would just give me a blank look and be like, oh, yeah, maybe it was cool, man. Explosions and stuff. Look at that force lightning. <laughs> but there's part of me that wonders but, yeah. if the story group may have intervened. And, and yeah, and moved it in that direction because if, if you're, that's one of the things that made decompressing the experience of this movie tricky for both of us because being so steeped in the lore and, and everything, there really is, you know, like there's this, uh, you know, like superficial Abrams level of just a movie that was Rip Roaring Adventure cool and all but there was that other level the deep lore level where it's like ooh, you know but of course they didn't have any time to go into it so there's no um confirmation or or validation of that deep lore it's just a quick glimpse and you can apply it or not apply it um you know based on it but yeah it, it became very fascinating because that that then the struggle at the end you know just made a lot of sense because you know, and it's one of those things that really made me like think about everything that was going on because 
Okay, how did Palpatine come back? Well, this is what Yuvtashu was after when they were on Jakku. He was getting the Sith relics together. The reason he needed the Sith relics was these were necessary for doing the ritual that would bring Palpatine's spirit back that they could put into what I'm interpreting as a clone body. Yeah, kind of interpreting the same thing. I have no reason in story to believe that, but my mind immediately went to Yuvtashu and everything that he was doing with the Acolytes of the Beyond. And yeah, it, it a lot happened. It was crazy. So I feel like before we continue, one of the things that we should do is give just a brief summary of the movie, just to try to show how we're understanding it. The, to me, the most egregious thing in the film is Palpatine returns in the crawl. Yeah. And okay. So he's just back. <laughs> it's like, we need another movie just for that. Yeah. It's, it's, I feel like, I feel like it's a new hope all ro- over again. We need to re rogue one this. Yeah. Cause see, I didn't need rogue one because, okay. So some spies stole the thing. Yeah. Okay. I'm fine with that. Wait a minute. The emperor has returned from the dead. Excuse me. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, pick me. Yeah. Pick me. I, I, Though I have to say, that revelation scene where we see Kylo Ren meet him for the first time, beautifully shot, wonderfully done, creepy as all get out. I mean, Ian McDermott, really. Oh, yeah. Like, that's all the creepy I ever wanted from Palpatine in Palpatine. Like, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Unnecessary. Wish it hadn't happened. I don't like Palpatine coming back from the dead. Didn't like it in Legends. Don't like it now. Don't think it was necessary, but okay, whatever. And then we basically go on a rip-roaring, gallivanting adventure throughout space to find... Well, I also thought that was... There was one other little funny thing, and that was Snoke. Cause I was Snoke... going to get to that in a oh, minute. Oh, okay. I was going to get to that in a minute. I'm just trying to do a brief okay, overview yeah. of the movie. So then we go on this adventure because they're trying to find a thing that will show them where Palpatine is. And it's a relic that's a dagger, but the dagger doesn't matter because the dagger was created by the world's dumbest emperor who created a dagger that said, hey, I hid the thing that I don't want anybody to know where it is in this particular place because all evil villains do that. You know, you always like make a nifty artifact that stands out that people would notice that says exactly where all your dastardly evil plans are (laughs) located anyway so they find the dagger eventually along the way we meet a lot of people and i stress the people because we we meet a lot of characters babu frick being my personal favorite is awesome we'll talk about him more in a second we have the fake out with C-3PO, which they milked in the in the trailers, that was funny. Anthony Daniels, yeah. hilarious in this movie. We get to the place where the stuff and the things, there's revelations, there's fighting, there's brilliant use of Carrie Fisher. Like, I was really nervous about how Carrie Fisher was going to be in this movie. Beautiful, wonderful yeah. send-off. Really, really liked it. I love... Wh- why Princess Leia dies. Yeah. Which we'll talk about in a minute. And then stuff happens, stuff happens, stuff happens. There's a fight. There's a fight. And it's over. And then 
we get a kiss we're supposed to be giving them a lot of pat on the backs for which we'll talk about in a minute and it's over except for it's not over because ray goes back to tatooine for reasons we don't quite understand because only luke was from tatooine and he didn't really like it but anyway she goes back to the old homestead and she buries luke and leia's lightsaber because oh yeah leia secret jedi which i'm fine with Mm -hmm. more on that later and she buries, uses the Force to bury their lightsabers because, I don't know, reasons. I think it would have been more fitting to bury them on Naboo with their mom. Personally, yeah. like, to me, that that scene would have been so much more touching if she was at Padme's grave. It, we'll talk about that in a minute. And then she's asked, who are you? And she says, I'm Ray Skywalker. And you go, aha, drop credits because there's the name drop. It's the Rise of Skywalker. She's a Skywalker now because she says she is. <laughs> I figured she went to Tatooine because she always favored Luke. Eh. Luke was her favorite. Well, we'll get to that in a minute. But anyway, that's the plot <laughs> of the movie. Yeah. And that's what the plot of the movie could have been. When I said people, <laughs> there's a lot that happens. And like I feel bad for them bringing Billy D. Williams back. He was beautiful, brilliant. He was wonderful, but served no purpose. He's just there for nostalgia points. Yeah. And that's sad, because I think they could have really used him. Oh, Like, yeah. if we would have just seen him fighting, like, give us a re... Like, if you want to hit that nostalgia button, put him with a Celestin at his side, or even Chewie mm-hmm. at his side, and the Millennium Falcon having a moment like they had in Return of the Jedi. Which I, was a glimpse, a little bit, in that giant space fight, space fight scene, but that giant space fight scene had lots of issues anyhow. Because they couldn't hit or blow up one cannon until, I don't know, other ships showed up? Until J.J. said they could. Yeah. And that, that's that, the, was, that was one of those where it's like, I was, as, as a gamer, I'm sorry, but you need your storyteller to allow the players to screw up the plot sometimes. We had the guns. The guns work. We know they work because later they blow up ships and bring it, bring them down by shooting the guns. Yeah. They just apparently couldn't shoot the guns before. And yeah, there's time. Well, they were all focused them. on. They were also focused on the tower and then the one ship. And they, 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 there are plot reasons, and that doesn't bother me so much. Is just that so much of this movie happens because it really feels like it happens because JJ says that it happened. Yeah, and. I like. I would have liked. Like, I love that they give us okay force healing, which they presaged yeah. in the Mandalorian. Yeah, is present in this mo- movie, and I like the way that they seeded it in the movie, so mm-hmm. that if you didn't know that it was a possibility, it doesn't just Deus Ex Machina at the end. Yeah, happy about that. Yeah, that was that was good. That was good writing. Thank you. <laughs> but. I kind of would have loved to have seen just a moment where she's looking at a page in one of the Jedi books that just like shows a diagram. They yeah. were like, oh, that's where she, she learned it from. Yeah. Mainly because they spend so much time in this movie going, no, no, no. She trained. Yeah. All of you people complaining that she doesn't train. She trained and we see her train a lot in this movie. You could have given me one scene where we see where she gets us from, especially since until we get to Baby Yoda. And I think there was one character in Clone Wars, one of the Jedi in Clone Wars, who had the ability to force heal. 
I don't recall that happening in Clone Wars. I, I, I have a vague memory of one of yeah. the Je- Jedi in Clone Wars being able to force heal. Hmm, yeah. But there are a lot of episodes, and we meet a lot of Jedi in that. Yeah. But I have a vague memory <laughs> of one Jedi in in there being able to force heal. It, it, I think that that could have been set up a little bit better. But, yeah, all in all, it, it just... what the, the problem this movie has, and I know a lot of people have said this is that J.J. Abrams very obviously had a vision for what he thought the trilogy should have been that did not include The Last Jedi. And while yeah. I think he did a very good job of building off of The Last Jedi, yeah, there are some things in here... Yeah, because at least he didn't completely ignore it and go, well, I got my first movie and now I'm going to put the second two in the last one, which he still kind of did. He still kind of did. But at least he didn't ignore the Last Jedi and just because be like, the whole force connection between Ray and Ben. Mm-hmm. I love the way he built on that. I think that 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 is the heart of this movie. Ben Solo is the best thing again about this movie, and the best thing about the sequel trilogy, hands down. Yeah, yeah. Like enough said. Ben Solo for all the wins. Like I, I can't even think of a better way, you know. Yeah. A bit which is thing. which is funny because they've they've done such a good job with him that if you went back to our talk about the um The Force Awakens. The Force Awakens. I did not like him. Yeah, we Force called Awakens. him Darth Tantor and we thought yeah. he was stupid. <laughs> but And then Ryan Johnson yeah, saved the character. Saved the character and, and developed him so much more. And that's the character that we get in this movie. Yeah. And oh. the the other thing that I have against this movie is that Ben Solo dies as quickly as he does. Mm-hmm. Because I fell in love with Ben, not, not with Kylo Ren, which granted we got like two and a half movies of Kylo Ren. That, okay, we just have to talk about it. That moment when his father shows up. Yeah. When he's on the ruins of the Death Star and Han Solo. Oh. <laughs> shows up. Yeah. And they're very quick to shut the nerds up, like me, and go, not a Force ghost, just a memory. Yep. He's haunted by the memory of his father. And we get this reenactment of the scene from The Force Awakens. Except for this time, he does the right thing. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, my. I mean, I'm, I'm getting misty-eyed, even right now. <clears throat> it was so well done. So beautiful. And the character that we get from that moment on, I fell in love with. Like, I want the young Ben Solo adventures. I want them really bad. And I'm probably going to do several episodes this week about this movie, because there's so much I want to say. But I think the last thing that we have to kind of end on is the LGBT representation and I thought about actually saying the characters' names because I know the characters' names because I'm a Star Wars nerd. <laughs> but uh, none of you know their names. Yeah. One of the characters you had it's... to pay very close attention in The Force, in the Last Jedi because her name said once there, and I don't think it's said again in any of the other movies. And the other character, you actually have to look at the visual dictionary for The, Return, the Rise of Skywalker to find out what her name is. And apparently they're married, and they're in the background, and they kiss for like two seconds, and 
Okay, yay. I mean, I'm happy gay people exist in the movies, but this isn't like the first time we've had a gay character in Star Wars. Sinjir is the greatest gay character in Star Wars so yes. far. <laughs> yeah. Read, read Aftermath. If you haven't read the Aftermath trilogy, worth reading just for Sinjir. Like, there are other characters I love in there, like Snap Wexley, like when Snap died in this movie. Oh, that got me because yeah. I read Aftermath. I fell in love with Snap. That 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 got me. That got me in a way that very few fighter pilots blowing up has ever gotten me in a Star Wars movie. But, okay, fine. Fine, we, we exist. <laughs> Yay. In the movie, two seconds. Yeah. Right that was after, me giving them a single applaud unless the sound counts. Right after negation, out. which was sad because they didn't even... They didn't need to do that. Or what oh, they yeah. could Poe have straight. done. Yeah. Poe is straight. Poe straight. Poe, Poe is so straight. Poe is so straight. And I'm just sitting you know how straight Poe is? Poe is so straight. You know, I'm fairly certain they cropped out the kiss for the foreign Chinese market. For yeah. the foreign market, for Chinese market. Because, you know, I, I understand money and, you know, having to pay bills and stuff. And sometimes having to compromise and whatnot. And company that big, the amount of money they spent, whatever. Okay, fine. <clears throat> I'll give them that. But if they're going to go ahead and crop that out, then don't go through the effort to just make Poe ultra straight to contradict it. Let him, let, you know, like I would have sat back and been like, fine, have Poe do the whole, hey, victory, uh, you want to go celebrate the victory? And then when she goes, no, have Poe catch Finn's eye from across the way and be like, hey, Finn, you want to go celebrate the victory? And maybe have Finn also say no, which you could then just not put in. You could, you could leave that flat, him looking over at Finn out in the foreign markets as well, but at least leave it in for us, for, for the the actual movie so that this way, you know, po, you, you could do the whole, well, Poe's just a swinger. Or he just was, he was down to the groove to celebrate the great victory. Cause and, he was also uh, a drug dealer, but we'll talk about that. Yeah. In another episode yeah. of the podcast, maybe. And just one final thing that, that bothers me so much is when they give Chewie a medal a Yavin medal. Yeah. Chewie had a Yavin medal. Yeah. Why are they? He had one. And the only thing that I'm hoping, this is my hope, and I haven't really paid attention to the ancillary media around this, is that Pablo Hidalgo is going to put a note that that was Han's medal. Oh, okay. And then it would mean something. Yeah. Like, here's something of Han's for you. Because the only thing I thought of was like maybe at some point he lost it. There was some book I missed or hadn't read yet that he lost it. And, no, he, and uh, I, I, I think it was honestly in the movie because JJ was upset like a lot of people because they didn't put it over his neck because you don't put anything around a Wookiee's neck because it's against their culture. Yeah. So that's why <laughs> it's technically not in the movie. But he did receive a medal with Han and Luke. Mm-hmm. And that's always been a part, even in Legends, that was a thing. That's still a thing in the new canon, that he always got a medal there. And I think J.J. wanted to write what he perceived as a wrong. But I'm hoping that Pablo Hidalgo makes that actually have meaning, and that that was Han's medal. Okay. Yeah. Because then, in my head, that was Han's medal. Because it doesn't make sense to give him a second one for that and not give everybody else one. Um, yeah. And, you know, so in my head canon, that was Han's medal. But it shows that JJ did what he wanted to 
and not necessarily what the story group wanted him to do. But all in all, good movie. Like, I have faults with every Star Wars movie that has ever come out. Yeah. And I, re- I, I enjoyed this one. I think that this one's probably going to be one of the most fun to rewatch. Yeah. And I mean to rewatch because it, it's it, such a ride. And, and not only is it such a ride, but it really does um, take, it kind of pulls everything together. Yeah. And it, it does succeed in pulling all yeah. the other previous stuff together and packaging it nicely. It's that nice little wrapping and bow on top. And, uh, and, and I and went it, to Lando and Je- Jenna. Spinoff series. Yeah. <laughs> Their chemistry together. That was oh, interesting. Yeah. And he was like, let's go find out where you're from. I'm like, okay, I will go to that movie or I will watch that on Disney Plus. Yeah. Preferably on Disney Plus because the Mandalorians ruined me. Star Wars should not be movies. It should be a serial like nature and God intended. <laughs> yeah. Because I already felt that way kind of a bit after Clone Wars. Cause yeah. Same. This is so good. Same, but we had never seen them try it with <clears throat> live action, and I didn't know if they could pull it off in live action. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. My animated shows, but... Yeah, seeing it live action, it was like, yeah. oh, yeah. Mandalorian has spoiled me. Yeah. <sighs> I can't wait till next week. Me neither. Anywho, I think that's it for us today. <laughs> do you have anything else you want to add? Not um, at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I, I probably will do several more on this movie, just because it, it's given me a lot to think about. Um... So if you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like to hear uh, me do episodes on, in the show notes, you'll find a link to the voice message system. If you click that, you will have to sign in because this is the internet and we do not take anonymous voicemail. Ma- <laughs> yeah. Um, but I would love to hear from you. Keep it short, keep it clean so I can use it on the show. You can also hit me up on social media. I am C. Dorset on both Twitter and Instagram. And... You can find links to everything that I do over at projectshadow.com. If you haven't already, please do rate this podcast in whatever app you're listening to me on. It does help out more than you know. Also, if you've got a dollar you can pass my way, really would help out a lot. I, I, I like nice things, and hopefully you like the way the podcast sounds now. This is This new sound, this new software is brought to you by viewers like you, <laughs> who have helped support this podcast over the years. I think this new software has done so much to make the podcast sound better. Thank you so much for everybody who's made this possible. If just in the show notes, you'll find a link for both the listener support and for my Patreon. It really would help out more than you know. If you don't have any money right now or you don't feel like giving, that's perfectly all right. But if you know somebody that you think would like this podcast, do share it with them. That helps out immensely as well. I'm still working on the new novellas i'm still working on world building over at world anvil keep an eye on my social media for all that and don't forget the youtube channel because i'm doing stuff over there including my latest video which is about how the mandalorian has affected the space opera that i'm working on which has gotten a lot more comments than i expected to be this new on youtube and they've been constructive so yay Author 2 seems like a weird, magical place. So, be looking for more over there. Anyway, until next time, I'm Charlie. I'm Brian. And don't forget to have the fun. Bye. <laughs>